Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is the show where we talk about the news from everywhere around the world. And this is episode number 24 for April 2010. Hello everyone and welcome to the Phileas Club, the show where we get together from different countries, cultures, ideas and talk about what's been happening around the world for the past month. Uh, this is episode 24 and we have, as usual, Turkey joining us for, from Saudi Arabia. Uh, you might not have the whole show today, Turkey. You have stuff to do. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, something just came up this today. So you, I have you, two things. You have, you just have stuff more important than me in your life. I'm, I'm yeah, quite frankly when, when, when it's, it, it involves money, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's fair. Uh, but we also have uh, two people that you might know if you've been listening uh, to this show. Um, we have Kelly joining us again from uh, the land of Canada after a, a special that we did a few months ago. Hello. How's How it going? Pretty good. I'm glad I'm to finally join you here. Yeah, I'm very happy to have you on again. Uh, it's it's long overdue, so thank you so much for joining us. And we also have Mohammed from uh, Qatar. How are you doing, Mohammed? I'm doing great. You're uh, you've been on the show a few times before. Very the the you're yeah. the quiet one. I think I'm going to call you the quiet. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're where are you joining us from this time? I'm still in Qatar. Uh, okay. You know, studying here. Okay, because you were in the U.S. a, a couple of times when you joined. So when you joined the show. Yeah, in so the I summer. So I never know yeah. when you're. Yeah. So you're going back this time too, I suppose. I'm an international man. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being here. Uh, so we are going to be talking about quite a few things today, and uh, since I really want to have Turkey's and we opinion, lost Muhammad again. Yeah, he'll come back, you know. Uh, <laughs> in Qatar, you know, we don't really have, uh, they don't really have a good uh, internet connection. That's that's just, you know, the way it is. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I got um, 100 megabytes. Yeah, I know. They probably which, have like... Which I lasted for two days. Someone gave me an an evil eye and just lost my connection. <laughs> oh. You, you, you basically, Turkey, you basically called me yesterday, well, sent me a message saying, someone cut the cable, I won't be able to do it to make it on the show. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, I was really pissed off. But you're here, still yeah. with uh, fantastic 100 megabytes. Surprisingly, and, uh, they fixed it. I'm, I was surprised how fast. Uh, so, Mohammed, I guess you might be on, on Wi-Fi. Maybe that's why you're dropping off. So. Well, I'm dropping off because... <laughs> he dropped oh. off again. <laughs> well, you know, if, if we say something he doesn't like, he, he can just leave at one point and, uh, and we'll just blame it know. on the connection. You know. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Let's just get into the show because I really want to talk about this with, with Turkey and I also want to get uh, both of you guys' uh, opinion on this. Uh, as you well uh, know, we've had um, issues. I'm sorry? Yes, I am Are recording. recording. Yeah, yes, because I, I don't see the connection for it <laughs> on the... 
Yes, that's when we stream live. It's uh, it's uh-huh. different. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not doing this show live this time. We're scrambling. <laughs> so uh, just making sure. No, that's very kind. You you actually saved us <laughs> from uh, from something uh, going bad a little bit earlier. Um, Julio is messaging me. This show is crazy. I'm wondering if we can add him to the show. He just sent me a message. Are you doing the Phileas Club? So I'm like just randomly in- inviting him. We'll see if he joins. He's probably uh, panicking. Should I answer that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so I just randomly invited Julio. How are you doing, Julio? Hey, Patrick. Do you have time to be on the show by any chance? This is super random. We're doing the show now. We're not live, but we're doing the show. Um, <laughs> sure. I, I mean, I didn't really prepare for this. That's fine. We never prepare. Let's not try to pretend we're professional here. <laughs> But no, are but you, you know, telling me you prepare, Julio? Um, well, I cannot read the news before I go to the show. <laughs> That's like the minimum preparation. Okay, the but only you know news what? for the last week was no fly zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what, Let's, Julio, if, if you want to jump in and, and say something at one point, you're welcome to. Julio is from uh, uh, Holland at the moment and uh, Argentina, as I often say in the show. Um, people yeah. know you. Uh, but you know what? Let's just make a start and see what happens. It, it's a crazy show today. Um, so I, I really wanted to get everyone's opinion on something that was happening in France uh, in the past uh, week or so about the burqa, the Islamic veil that is a lot more, um, that conceals a lot more of the women than uh, the, the usual veil. I don't know if that's an accurate description. But basically, you only have a small slit in your, um, in your veil for the eyes. And that's no, it. No, not... No, it doesn't have to be. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes really? there, there isn't that even. Oh, ah, okay, right. Sometimes you even have a, a sort of a, a lace uh, thing to cover even the yeah. eyes. Yes. Um, so that has been in the news in France for uh, a while, in, um, in, as you know, because we've discussed it a couple of times on the show. Um, and there was a, a recent development about a woman getting in trouble because she was driving with the burqa on. So she got uh, uh, into a, um, uh, uh, an ID check uh, from the police as she was driving, and the police sort of uh, relied on a, on a strange, part, not strange, but broad part of the law that says that you have to drive unobstructed uh, without anything that would restrict your movement or anything like that or your vision to be able to drive. And they said, this uh, d- way of dressing is inadequate for driving and so they gave her a small ticket like 20 euros or something but the the symbolism of it is very strong especially since we've been having this debate so i'm going to ask you i'm going to tell you about more of the story later but i want to get your gut reaction from from this at this point she's saying of course i could see perfectly well this is unwarranted and uh i shouldn't be fined for this um maybe turkey what's your gut reaction to this my gut reaction is if that's the that's the law they used and and the burger she had an opening for the eyes i think that's just crap using that law on a personal level i think women should not be allowed to drive if they're covering their faces because it's not if on a security basis it's not correct how do how do you mean because they can't See or Be- why? Yeah, you, because you can't see the person's face. You, robbers, uh, ter- terrorists, extremists. You don't know okay. who's driving. So, well, that would be the same if you're walking in the street. 
Mm, no, that's different. Different when you're walking on the street, because you when you're driving, you're accessing areas. You can accessing areas, and you don't really know when they're speeding and moving. But on, if you're walking on the street, as long as you're in a public place and not in a secure place, mm. then I don't see a problem with that. Like if you do like, enter a court, for example, or if you enter a police station for security reasons, yeah, I think they should uncover if the, there's a need for that. But if they're in just walking right. down the street, I think that's just too extreme to force that on someone. Okay. Um, what about you? Let, let's go through the Arab world first. What, what about you, Mohammed? Uh, my initial thought was that um, they, the burqa isn't really that unobstructive when you see through it. Uh, they can see clearly through their eyes. But I agree with Turkey saying that it could be a security risk. I never thought of it that way, but it's very interesting. Okay, so you guys both uh, think it's reasonable. Well, not in the con context of that law, but for other reason, maybe they shouldn't be uh, allowed to drive with the border. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. I think that law mm -hmm. is being abused. If, uh, okay. However, if she is wearing the type of burger where her eyes are actually covered with a material, uh, light material, where she okay, sees yeah. through it, then that yeah. that that law can be used. But if uh, there's a, an opening, right. And nothing obstructing it. I think they just abused the law. Yeah, and that's the case. It's. I mean, it. She's wearing. She has a an opening for the eyes. It's not. I, I don't yeah. think that's the, the the case. You know that she can't see because yeah. it's not the one. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Let's talk to the West. Uh, Julio and Kelly. Any thoughts at this point of the story? Because it's a whole saga. So oh, we'll have more. But so far, <laughs> so far it seems reasonable. If uh, I, well, now you said that she was not covering the eyes with the veil but still if the, there is some obstruction maybe the that's what the policeman evaluated unless the policeman was with he was not objective and he had a kind of anti-islam uh, inclination i don't know about that well but you have to uh, to see that in in the country at the moment there is the, this issue is hotly debated should women <laughs> women be aware yeah, but I'm sorry, should women be allowed to, to wear it? And a lot of people say, uh, there's like a, a opinion polls give between 90, uh, 80 and 85% of no, they shouldn't be allowed because it's discriminatory, discriminatory and, and uh, off not offensive, but um, it diminishes the condition of women. So it's, it's a very hotly debated topic. And it, when, he, when the policeman does it, it might be construed as something, you know, more than just applying the law. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that, a lot of people took it to mean more than just he's applying the law, maybe mistakenly. A lot of people thought this is clearly discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. As a woman, what do you think of the issue, this <laughs> issue specifically and the issue in general? Because, you know, we're a bunch of idiots. We've never asked a woman, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, well, I believe that it should be the woman's right to decide if she wants to wear it unless there is a safety or security concern. Yeah. Um, if she's being forced to wear it by people in her life, then that is a problem. I don't really know how you could control that. Banning mm. the burqa altogether is robbing them of the right to express their religion and and wear whatever they want. But at the well, same I guess time. the the idea yeah. behind the the banning of it is that yeah. if it becomes a social norm, then people become pressured in certain circles become pressured to wear it, which is which is conceivable. But 
I, I understand and, the delivery. And, and, and yeah. can go the other way around, that you're forcing someone who's willingly, completely willingly believes in it, you're forcing them not to wear it. Mm-hmm. And uh, by yeah. the way, I just I just che- checked the news article on that. I wanted to check something, and uh, I do think the police was uh, being extremist and uh, uh, not being uh, right because apparently they did ask the woman to show her face to uh, make sure of her identity, and she did that. She had no problem of uh, showing her face for security reasons. But the only reason they gave her was because she was wearing the burqa and she still had opening for the eyes. And basically, that's the same thing uh, a guy wearing a helmet and driving a motorcycle. So they should uh, yeah. ban, ban helmets. <laughs> well, I'm not sure it's exactly the same thing because there oh, is... But I understand. No, I understand what you're saying. And, and to be completely mm-hmm. honest... I'm not sure, you know, we've debated this a, a few times on the show, and I'm not sure on which side I fall. After listening to, to Turkey's arguments, I might fall more on the side of maybe we shouldn't ban it uh, because we have to trust that our culture is going to prevail. Um, mm. And and these are b- a few extremist cases that we that we're making more of than maybe they are. But even then, I'm not completely convinced. But then... Act two of this wonderful story. Um, the uh, minister oh, of the yeah. Well, I was going to say. I mean, if it's, I agree with Kelly. If it's her, if she actually wants to do it, then I mean, I don't see any reason to force her not to. And other than that, I I think that the the burqa, the one covering the face, is cultural, but the one around the hair, that one's the religious one. So well, like I've seen this issue coming up a lot in France specifically uh, and not in other countries. We have a lot of, uh, you know, um, Arab immigration uh, in France, so it might, well, actually there might be in other countries too. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, so so second part of the dramatic uh, play that happened this week, uh, it turned out that, uh, yeah, so I was, as I was saying, I'm not sure that the law should be used like this in this case. It might be that the policeman is prejudiced and it, it, it doesn't smell right. But then it turns out that uh, the husband of that woman is apparently a poly, uh, polygamist. I'm not sure about the pronuncia- pronunciation here. Polygamist. Uh, but polygamist. And he polygamist. has... <laughs> polygamist. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Polygamist. And he has uh, four wives, each with three children... Wow. Each collecting uh, state benefits. Illegally, obviously. Wow. Mm. So you have this situation in a very exp- you know, hotly debated issue where people are you know, putting labels on people and, and being intolerant maybe or very concerned about uh, cultural um, uh, uh, tendencies and cultural uh, trends. And this example of maybe bigotry, possibly, gets people worked up. And then it turns out the guy is exactly what the, uh, uh, the, the, the far right would write. The, the, the horrible stereotypes that the far right would want to pass as truths. And it's like, this is exactly what it is. The, a, a guy coming to France, illegally having several wives... 
not only that being illegal but collecting state benefits that's like a PR nightmare for the Muslim cause or mm -hmm. you know at least the Muslim uh, 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 people I, I see that as a PR nightmare for the French government because they don't even know how to give benefits if they're stupid enough to give a person like that benefits well, it's not, it's not like you can control everything very uh, uh, effectively. You know, there are always issues with the administration. But then, it, yeah. that's what people say. You have issues with administration. So yeah, these but, people... But, but, but when you come to the question of it, this has nothing to do with that. Because being, that guy's an idiot. That's one that we agree on that. Uh, stupid. Uh, yeah. Just uh, needs someone to kick him or something. <laughs> but, okay. if the, if, but if the woman who was driving the car was wearing it willingly, wasn't forced by her husband, and she's the one complaining, I don't see where, what this has to do with that. Well, don't yeah, you think that it, it has nothing to do with each other? Well, you guys might think that, but the way we well, the way we fear it will be seen in the French society is look at it, we were right. Everything we've been telling you all along, well I say we as, you know, maybe bigoted people or the far right saying, you know what? The Muslims, they come in, they want to wear the burqa, they want to have, you know, they abuse the system because France, France is a very, you know, uh, socialist country where you can get benefits, except some people abuse them. And you have this strong imagery in the far right of, you know, uh, Arab uh, people of Arab descent coming in and having, I'm sorry for the expression, but that's the way they, they, they portray it, litters of children and collecting benefits and living on that. And this is exactly what that guy has been doing. So you sort of associate everything in a sort of uh, 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 horrible uh, uh, mesh. And I'm sure if I spend one whole day looking in France, I would find in less than one day a Frenchman who has, is not Muslim at all or anything and is doing the same exact thing. I don't think you'll find yeah, one that uh, has four wives. Yes, yes, yes. I would right. find someone yeah. who has four wives. <laughs> Trust me. I don't, you know I don't. <laughs> yes, I know you don't. But I, I, yes, let me there. Give me a day and I'll find okay. one for you. Sir, okay. probably, probably one have to look wife is more than enough. I'm sorry, Julio, go again. Probably one French wife is more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think any one wife is more than enough. Personally. Kelly, you were saying something. Nice now. We have similar situations in Canada because we do have quite the cultural mosaic here. Um, I remember a couple of years ago there was a, a big story where a man was fined because he was, he was not wearing a motorcycle helmet while riding a motorcycle. And he was wearing a turban. He refused to pay the fine, arguing that the law was discriminatory because it violated mm. his religious rights. C can you speak up a little bit? Oh, sorry. I'm too far away from the <laughs> That's mic. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, he uh, was wearing a helmet. Uh, are not wearing a helmet while riding a motorcycle, and right. he was fined, um, yeah. and he refused to pay the ticket because he said it was uh, the law was discriminatory because it violated his religious rights, um, and that became a really big thing. Like it was heard all across Canada. This happened in Ontario, so things like this do happen a lot in Canada. So I, I understand the uh, the controversy in mm. France over this issue. Uh, that, that's not even a, a Muslim. <laughs> now, now Turkey's happy. 
<laughs> I guess you ever you ever heard about the British guy who's married to one woman, but he has 13 kids. He doesn't work. His wife doesn't work, and they live completely on the government. 13 kids. It's people that 13 are 13 kids. See, like it's people who are looking for a flaw in the system to live off, and it's just. It's just using your kids, like 13 kids of that, just to live off the state. And, you know, you'd see this everywhere. And if you focus on one and make a big issue about it, you can most certainly find it somewhere else and focus on that. Mm. Well, I guess it is a little bit of generalization. You're always going to have people who abuse the system. But, I, you know, you guys know how open-minded I am and how, uh, you know, I... I I re I really don't <laughs> consider myself uh, 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 seeing the world in a discriminatory way, but it when I look at this, when I see this situation, I can't help but wonder. You know, among the people who have a lot of kids, well, I'm playing devil's advocate now. I d I don't think it's really a, a, a Muslim thing or anything. You you're going to have people mm. everywhere, but it's just so unfortunate that that guy is the one linked to the issue of the burqa and i i don't know it's it's a hard issue it's not just you know i don't i guess what i'm trying to say is i don't go as far as turkey saying oh this is just this one guy and it has nothing to do with religion or anything it's just this, this one guy who's an idiot it there are cultural you know cultural trends and tendencies and mm -hmm. the burqa is one associated with islam with islam that's that's you know obvious and maybe we yeah. would have other issues with other religions but i don't think we should necessarily say this is just this has nothing to do with islam it's you know these things are are, are going to happen anyway in any religion or country or whatever well there's it's the issue of reasonable accommodation because that might be the norm in the country their country of origin but they have moved and made a life in France or Canada or England or wherever they happen to mm. have gone and they do need to abide, abide by the laws of that country within reason like I'm saying that there does need to be reasonable accommodation but does that yeah. cover things like that's exactly our problem does it cover mm -hmm. things like the burqa or in the case of your you know uh, sick person uh, who had uh, who wanted to wear the turban if he wants to, to abide by the law of the country, then he has to go against his religion. Which one do you choose? Most people... Know. See, that's the problem about globalization. <laughs> yeah, and let's throw globalization world. out of the world. Yeah, out, actually out the world. there was a questionnaire, <laughs> uh, a poll on, I think it was the BBC Arabic website. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether it was BBC Arabic or Arabia. But either way, one of them, they had a poll, the same question. They said... Which would you pick? Uh, which comes first, your religion or your country? And I think I'm not sure how many people actually voted on that, but 75% was was religion and 25% was country. Wow! Jeez. So that's that's how people huh. think in the Arab world. Well, I guess it it <laughs> might well, be the, the same world. in the U.S. But isn't mm. that the same yeah, thing in, in the Arab, the Arab world? world if if, yeah, if the Arab world is, if the governments are run by an Islamic uh, background, yeah. like, for example, Saudi Arabia or Qatar, I guess it's going to be the same thing. None of the laws will go yeah. against each other. Yeah, obviously, but um, I don't know. Well, as, as you know, France is very, um, is, is very atheistic. 
But um, mm. in in the U.S., for example, I'm sure you would have results like akin to this these ones if it, because the thing is with religion if you mess with religion you go to hell and that's for <laughs> a long time so if you're like yeah, i'm gonna go you know to to prison or pay a fine for not wearing a helmet that's okay because well it, it's different with the sick but i don't want to go to hell Especially since hell lasts for like forever, so there's a, a old, you know, powerful being Negative looking at you. That well, actually, base, base actually, in uh, in Islam, hell doesn't def definitely not for everybody. Does not come forever. Ah, so you can get out of it. Yes, you can actually spend some time and then move on to heaven. Oh, that's cool. So why why are we why are we so hell bent on wearing burkas? Just you know make a small exception and then you'll be fine. All you need to do is if if you go to prison in 60 years and then after 60 years you get out, do they still go through the prison? You just rather not go to prison. Uh, I'm not sure. I would like to go to prison. That's sure. But if it's 60 years of prison. <laughs> Or 2,000 years of hell, uh, maybe I'll take the prison. <laughs> <laughs> Julio, do you have issues with, uh, with minorities in, in, uh, in South America? Well, <laughs> that's like a continent in, in Argentina, in Argentina. <laughs> well, actually, yes, but not this kind of maybe cultural differences. Um, and what is the minorities is the people that were originally living there. So huh. the aborigines are uh, we we have we don't have problems with them. The problem is uh, that they are uh, because of how we treated them. There are few left, and they live in their own areas. Um, so that's that's the kind of problems we we can say we have. Then then we do have a population uh, from Arab, the Arab world and also from Israel and Jewish people, but. I think it's the same as in any country, same as in France, mm. nothing particular. Right. Yeah, it, in that case, it's it's very different, I suppose. There are issues, you know, that associated with this. I, I remember uh, my, one of my exes was from uh, uh, New Zealand, and she was telling me about the same issues. Basically, if you have a, a 16th of a, of a, you know, Aboriginal blood, then you en are entitled to subsidies and stuff like that. And there is a lot of resentment going there. But at the same time, you, you sort of went there and killed everyone. So you owe them a little bit. <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess it's different. But here, the, the, the problems of hatred we have is because there's this sentiment that they come in, you know, the, the, the big saying we have is they come in and eat our bread. Mm. Even though France we is very possibly the most multicultural, multi-origin country in Europe. When you say that, I have a problem with that. You're saying they come in and eat our bread. Those, many of those people sacrifice their life for France. I agree. No, I'm not saying that's what I think. Can I, can I ask don't, don't misunderstand. I'm saying that is the sentiment, <laughs> the usual saying. That's a lot, what a lot of people from the yeah, far how, right how many, how many, say. How many uh, Alger, uh, North African are buried in France for fighting during the World War? Well, not only that, they came and built yeah. basically yeah. The, the whole country after the war. They, and yeah. uh, I, I also, 
I, I can also remind you, sorry, just to, to finish up. Uh, I'm an immigrant. I came from Lebanon. I was born in Lebanon and left uh, when the war started. So I'm not fr of <laughs> French uh, descent. So no, I, I wanted to say that we do have these kind of problems in Argentina with people uh, that come from, for instance, Bolivia or Paraguay. Um, usually these people that come to work, for instance, in the construction uh, yeah. business with low salaries, and there is a kind of discrimination or hatred because, as you said, they come and they take our jobs. That's what short-minded people say. Yeah. Um, but then I If you want to work from, from yeah. dawn to dusk, carrying like uh, uh, heavy machinery, you, you can do it. But the, Just the, go. The, let me finish that. Then yeah, to these sorry. people, then I answer, uh, actually, our grandfathers, uh, our grandparents came from places like Italy or, or Spain. And they also work for small salaries. They build the country. It's the same situation. We have no right to, to claim anything or to, be, uh, to discriminate these people when uh, we come from exactly the same situation. So it's Next, very... Yeah. Well, that's what I want to express. It's all relative, you know. When it's happening, when you are on the other side, it's it's easy to yeah. Hatred, I think um, that's what I was going to say as well. I think that's kind of across the board in many countries, especially where there's a lot of immigration. Um, in uh, the states, all we hear about are the problems at the Mexican border. Um, in Canada, there's always controversy over immigration laws and who's allowed in and how many and from where and how like how serious the situation is in their country and it's always a little bit heartbreaking because you know that there's problems there and there's yeah. just so much controversy over who's allowed to come in and how many families and well okay let me let me go the other way here for just a second first of all it's always extremely entertaining to hear the americans say hey, we don't want you dirty Mexicans in our country when you realize that you weren't in the country like two seconds ago. You arrived and butchered all the, uh, butchered all the Indians and basically claimed the land for yourselves from all over Europe. So that's kind of in, in interesting that they would say this. But let me take the other side of the argument for a second. Where do you draw the line? Can you say, because obviously there is a strong divide between the Western world and the rest of the world, especially the third world. Do you say, all right, it's a party, borders open, let's invite everyone, just come in and we'll have a giant, you know, barbecue. You can't really do that economically, right? No. You, you can't just open the border and say everyone comes in, it's going to be fun. So... Uh -huh. Everyone's silent. Everyone's silent no. now. I I got you all right. <laughs> no, actually, I'm I'm more I'm, uh, I do need to get ready to leave. But I guess there's another topic I want to mention before I leave. Okay, very okay. So let's let's uh, let's finish up on that uh, topic. I guess there is no real answer. But if anyone has something to add, let's do it quickly. Kelly, you wanted to say something. Um. um <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly, and the, and afterwards. the burqa should be worn by women that want to, within reasonable accommodation, so that they can see when they are driving and any security risks are taken care of. Um, I don't think that it should be a blanket ban. Okay, Mohammed, anything else? Yeah, um, the guy that married four women. I think it's going to be really hard on him. <laughs> and 
<laughs> yeah, I really because I mean, he has four wives, right? Wife not because of the be, law. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, the sure. thing is, in Islam, you have to love you have to love them all equally and pay for them all equally. That's really really hard. So yeah. good luck with that, dude. Well, actually, the state is paying for them equally uh, in France, so uh, I guess he's covered. <laughs> All right, Turkey, what what did you want to bring up? <laughs> what? I, I'm worried about my life, Patrick. Really? <laughs> really? Holy crap. Let's, all right, everyone, ev everyone listening to this show, if you're in a bus, if you're in a car, anything, just stop. Stop right now. Do it. Stop walking. Do it. Can you ask us... Put a spaceship, the military, in space. What? <laughs> you didn't hear about the what? U.S. spaceship? Uh, yeah, the one that went the on Air a mission Force. that landed. That's um, the Air Force, unmanned Air Force. They could put weapons of mass destruction in that thing, or lasers, or whatever. I They're gonna wait, kill I'm us sorry. all. You should just breathe. Turkey, I think I no. think I can answer to you so quickly. Um, just calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> At least for this one, you know they launched it. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I feel a lot better. Thanks a lot, Julio. You let just me Let me explain. Uh, actually, the, the Department of Defense in the States, the, the, one, the, the part that is in charge of space projects, receives the same budget as NASA. They have the same amount of money as NASA, but they don't need to give explanations to anyone. So they don't need to, to give explanations to the public and find that the astronaut is, well, they don't have astronauts, but the astronauts are safe or have public relations. They, so imagine if you have the same money as NASA and you can do whatever space project you want. Well, yeah, uh, Julio works in space. <laughs> well, not exactly in space, but you know what I mean. So he knows these yeah, things. Yeah, and he and just made me feel a lot better now. <laughs> so wait, I, I didn't actually hear about this. Maybe the, you know, we didn't see the, the shuttle because it was, uh, it was obscured by the ash cloud. But um, <laughs> so basically, the American military <laughs> sent a shuttle in space. Unmanned, uh, brand new shuttle, very modern, can carry a payload into space. Uh, and a, you're worried that they have space well, lasers. Uh, <laughs> you want the the funny part? Uh, sure, that the wasn't the funny, funny part? part. No, that wasn't the funny part. The funny part is when they asked them when will the spaceship return. The the speaker for the Air Force, look at them. Honestly, we have no idea. <laughs> first, let me, let me well, tell what you. What was the reason for sending it up in the first place? Well, they didn't, give the, they didn't say what the payload is. So they, they didn't give any explanations. But I can tell they you. They did say one thing. They said it was classified. <laughs> I can tell you that right now, uh, one of the satellites I'm building is a big laser on space, which is to measure the wind. And now we are five years delayed because we, to have a laser in space is not so easy. It's a very, very technically difficult thing. And uh, we are pretty much stuck. No, you're just lazy. Come on. We see it <laughs> yeah, all the time in, in movies. How bad the U.S. military <laughs> Air Force? Well, but wait a second. You're building a laser in space? Um, I know. One of the satellites I'm, I'm building is called ADM Iolus. And the main thing that it will do is it's a big laser that with, uh, with this laser light beam it can measure the winds from space <laughs> that's the kind of project that turns out it didn't work like we thought and burns houses <laughs> and, and then destroys any no, resistance no, no, no. Don't, don't worry it's nothing <laughs> as, as powerful but it will be the most powerful laser you will have in space 
cool. if we make it work. Are you, are you sure? And are you sure there's not a pow more powerful one already in space? Mm, I, th I think I saw it in the Austin Powers. <laughs> but you know what? If we have a problem with the with the Japanese and they send Godzilla our way, I'm sure we're going to modify your laser and use it to fight Godzilla. So it will serve a purpose at one point. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. No, but that that was what I was telling you. I, I think yeah, the the Americans have the the two space programs: the public mm. one, NASA, and then they have the defense-oriented one. And they don't really, you don't really know what they do there. And they have the same amount of budget, so they can do, uh, they can do the cool, advanced stuff there. So hmm. you can't worry if you want. But yeah, good there are also treaties for non-militarization or weaponization of space. And I, do you have, they have like a space station. Do you think they have a space station like on the dark side of the moon or something hidden? I think that would be pretty difficult to hide <laughs> on one side. <laughs> Uh, and um, on the other hand, uh, if the Americans had that, they would publish it everywhere, uh, showing their... Uh, at the moment, uh -huh. one of the main concerns of the Americans is that they are losing their... Uh, being the first ones in space uh, with the cancellation of their space program and China advancing. Mm. And so if they, if they had that, it would be known by everyone. See, Turkey, <laughs> we don't have anything to worry about. Oh yeah, was, how much are you yeah, being paid? It was nice Julio? knowing you too, Turkey. <laughs> how, how are you? How much are you being paid, Julio? Come on, let us know. <laughs> so That's right. Time when Turkey starts battling. I'm yeah. in Turkey. I'm I'm busy watching my new huge plasma TV. <laughs> you see? You see? There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know we were we were going to start the show, and all of a sudden, just by magic, Julio appears, and he's like, "Hey, are you guys doing the show? And uh, can I join?" So, and just when we're <laughs> yeah, going to talk about we secret space lasers. It's just a cover-up. He had to come in and make sure. All right. <laughs> Turkey, do you have time to stay with us for uh, the crazy no, volcano I, ash? Actually, or? I do need to leave right now. Uh, <coughs> I, just, I just had to get that out of my system. It just was so much fun. Well, thank you so much for being here, Turkey. And uh, go make lots of money, and we'll talk to you, about, to you next month, hopefully. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. Bye. 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 See you. All right, so let us discuss the crazy ash cloud. Uh, as I suppose everyone knows, um, the, the, the stupid volcano in Iceland erupted and sent an ash cloud uh, our way, and by us I mean the entire continent of Europe, uh, immobilizing the whole fleet of the whole uh, companies of every country. Um, most of the European um, airports were closed down for uh, almost a week, I would say. And the, the one city that didn't suffer any rep repercussions, maybe until now, kind of, is uh, Reykjavik. So Iceland was fine, and they were sending ash clouds. I... It was... So, okay. <laughs> it was completely insane in our countries, and we could only hear about this for a week. So I don't know anything that happened anywhere else except for this. Um, I suppose it's only us. And, right? the worst, and the worst part is that we cannot even pronounce the name of the volcano. <laughs> How you can try? Yeah, I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> it. It's just the volcano. Yeah, I can guarantee you, if you say the volcano, everyone will know what you're talking about. 
Why why Reykjavik was not affected? I can point you to isa.int, isa.int. Uh, right. We have been taking pictures from space uh, from the from, for the cloud, and you can see there in some of the pictures that the volcano is first of all in the south, and the, all the ash cloud is 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 blowing also e south uh, it's, southeast. It's esa.int. Yes, uh, esa.int. I just saw there was some kind of volcano watch uh, link I, I, at the I end. At the I end, it says. The link doesn't come up. ESA.int doesn't work. Uh, well, I, I, oh, it's working for me. I'm being prevented yeah. from seeing ESA.int. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Ooh, it's wonderful pictures. Okay, now. Towards, towards the end of the page, you have more news, and there you can, the one that says NBSAT, keeping an eye on the, again, that name I cannot pronounce, volcano. Asia Fala Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. Uh, All right. Wow. I can't even so, pronounce. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, gonna be that's gonna be fun. Don't, don't. It's it's like it it's a it's a ploy by the Icelandic people to to not let us we'll pronounce it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just by the way, there were a few. X. Just volcano. Yeah, that's it. Uh, a few jokes that I really appreciated about this. Um, a, a friend no. <laughs> of my girlfriend's on Facebook said, We're sorry, Europe. Uh, we were actually aiming at London, but it's very hard to aim with a volcano. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and another one was saying, uh, because, you know, Iceland obviously has been um, crashing the world's economy and, uh, and uh, you know, wrecking havoc. Uh, with their bankruptcy in the past few months. And uh, someone said, Iceland, we told you to send cash, not ash. That was very <laughs> funny too. <laughs> um, all right, so it, it was all over the news for us. What, did you guys even care? Oh, yeah. It was nonstop. Nonstop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I listened I to the radio to get my news pretty much. And it was every... Every time I had the radio on and the news report would come on, and oh, everybody's stranded in Iceland and all the little offshoot stories all day long. It, I guess, yeah, there was a lot of people from all over the world. I guess... Because well, it's you know, people's yeah. travel plans were completely yeah. screwed because everything goes through that whole area. I mean, everybody's well, stranded in yeah. Paris and London and... Yeah, well, you if know you're stranded in Paris, you're lucky, but... Um. <laughs> You know our yeah, fellow podcaster, <laughs> you know our fellow podcaster Tom Merritt. He was supposed to come to Spain, according to his podcast, and he had to stay uh, going to Hawaii because of the ash cloud. That's so harsh. Oh, I mean, yeah. poor guy. Oh my. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, he couldn't stop talking about it. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. He was supposed to come to for a he conference. Had to a and... conference in Spain, yeah. but they ended up canceling it because even though the conference was after when the ash problem finished, you still have such a backlog of passengers everywhere that they decided yeah. to cancel it. I guess there was two things that it made all of us here realize. Uh, well, three things. First of all, the world stops when you don't have uh, airplanes. Like, everyone <laughs> knew someone that was stranded somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, you realize that, what if that volcano keeps spewing ash? You're like, what are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. 
and and that was the small the volcano. There's the, it's it's Big Brother who might erupt also and spew even more ash. And you're like, all right, so we don't have airplanes anymore, ever. It's completely <laughs> insane how how because in eighteen something, it it uh, erupted for like eight months, and of course, obviously, they didn't wow. have the the airplane problem back then, but. What if it happens now? What if somewhere else? What if in the U.S. there's, well, maybe not maybe a volcano. Maybe we discover but... some technology for tracking the ash cloud, though. That, well, like... yeah, but it was like one small volcano for that erupted, and the whole continent of Europe was paralyzed. And I guess the, the one thing that I noticed that it made me feel was like, there's nothing we can do. Nothing. Well, We're completely... If if uh, if the volcano goes for months, first of all, we go back to balloons and zeppelins. All right, that would work. Okay. <laughs> Related More trains. To More trains. I was just uh, reading the, an interview to Richard Branson, the owner of, and he's he in his opinion this was an overreaction from the European uh, governments because according to him, uh, plane uh, engines are prepared for, for instance, sandstorms over Africa, and that this is not much more different than that, so that it shouldn't have been like this. There, there was a okay. lot of, uh, after a few days, because, I'm sorry, Mohammed, I keep uh, cutting you off. What did you, what did you want to say? <laughs> I was saying, but uh, the ash, I heard that it was heated, and the, the overreaction that they had was that they were losing $200 billion per day. Exactly. So, uh, I, it's, understand, it's understandable that would be that overreacted. But well, the thing is, uh, you, you, we started having this argument that companies were saying we're losing too much money and you were not being diligent to the you know, European agency that was uh, managing this because you overreacted. It was safe. It wasn't that bad. And you led us to you know, cancel everything. And we're, we're hemorrhaging. Some companies were saying if this goes on for a few more days, we're gone. We have to, to go bankrupt, which to me is pretty incredible that you would uh, go bankrupt after five days of inactivity, but I guess that's the way it is. But I, I also wanted to say, you know, if the ash gets into the, the, the engine, the engine sort of stop working completely. And this happened to one guy a few years ago, and he managed to, to land anyway, but... Sure, it might be a little bit over uh, uh, safe, but it only takes one plane that goes into the ash cloud and the, it turns out that it wasn't as safe because we hadn't tested it. We didn't know. And if that one plane crashes, obviously it's going to be a disaster. You don't want to be the guy who said, yeah, that's fine. It's pro You know what? You're probably going to yeah. be okay. 95% <laughs> chance you're going to land and be happy. There are hundreds of flights every day. If one, you know, goes down, you have a few hundred deaths and a, a pretty big nightmare on the PR and everything side. Apparently so it's easy to say they were overreacting now that the cloud is gone, but um, sorry, Kelly. It's okay. <laughs> Apparently one of the biggest problems was all of the uh, fruit in Africa that couldn't get to Europe and it was all just sitting there spoiling because it had no place to go yeah. and they couldn't sell it. That was one of the big issues down there and we heard about that here even. Well yeah, the, that's, that's the thing. It's a whole part of our economy that gets completely frozen and mm -hmm. uh, I was getting worried about iPads coming in France. <laughs> I was like, dude, 
We need our iPads. <laughs> They've already been <laughs> delayed a month. Oh, muffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, forget the food. I need my iPad. Well, you know, priorities. <laughs> you, can, you can eat canned goods. Um, excuse me. Hey, you, guys, uh, you guys don't have the iPad yet? You ju didn't just say that. <laughs> You're so I mean. Have it, yeah. <laughs> I don't have it either. We don't have one. Oh, uh, thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Um, all right. So I guess there's not much to say about the, uh, the Ash Clouds. <laughs> We're, only, we're just of pissed off. Interesting people were stranded. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I have a, oh. a friend from work who, is strand, who was stranded in Australia. Well, actually, he went to the Philippines or something, stayed two or three days there, then said, well, you know, F that, I'm going back to Australia. Went back to Australia, and now the company that he was using is like, we don't have to fly you back to Europe. And he's like, what? The <laughs> I'm in Australia. It's not like I can <laughs> swim back. And uh, it's uh, a whole mess. Apparently, yeah. John Cleese <laughs> was in Oslo on a talk show, and he had to yeah. pay $5,000 for a taxi ride to Brussels. <laughs> he was to trying to catch a train back to London. And that's the thing. It's not like we can just take trains. Everyone's rushing to the trains. You know, everyone is, is buying plane, train tickets like there's no tomorrow, so you can't really just go take a train instead of a plane. You have too many people. If anyway. that happened in Canada, we'd be screwed because there's, no, there's one railroad here that's, like, <laughs> traveled by passengers, and it is so expensive. It takes two weeks to go across the country. Really? It's, yeah, it's, I really wish wow. we had a better train lines here. Hmm. Well, let's hope volcanoes don't start erupting from... Uh, <laughs> where do you have volcanoes in America? Uh, Julio, don't you have a few in, in South Mount America? Yes, uh, we, we have uh, on the Andes. Ah, uh, oh, there you go. You have the whole uh, line of mountains from the south to the north of the continent, uh, starting with the Andes, and you have a few volcanoes there. Let's just hope oh. they don't erupt until the iPads are in Europe. I'm just saying. I'm sure there's one under <laughs> LA somewhere. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Well, something else about it, uh, there have been flights to Europe. Like, my brother a couple of days ago went to Spain. So Yeah, the, Spain was, you know, it's farther south. It it didn't get affected all that much. I, I'm pretty sure it didn't even close. Uh, it's mostly yeah. nor northern and uh, western Europe. Spain is a little bit more south. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, the the huh. Middle East wasn't affected at all, right? I'm guessing we probably were affected if we have business, but I didn't hear that much in the news. Yeah, but the the the, the Wait, airports didn't related. close. The airports didn't close. Oh yeah. No, no, no. But yeah. like uh, flights to Europe were closed. Obviously, Other than yeah. That, you know. Yeah. We're still making money, so. <laughs> Well, the day, the day you guys stop making money is the day everyone has to worry because it's uh, it's all oil related. So, well, the oil, oil yeah. travels by boat anyway. So, I'm sorry. The oil travels by boat anyway. Oh, there you go. They're fine. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but um, business. Trip. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to uh, the Polish thing. Uh, mm -hmm. That was oh, a yeah. little bit before the volcano. And uh, the president, the Polish president, Lesz, uh I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. I don't actually <coughs> remember it. Um, uh, Kaczynski. 
There you go. Thank you. Um, so he was going on a, on a trip to, uh, to Russia, and his plane crashed, and he died along with a few members of his staff, which is a terrible story. Uh, and again, that was pretty much all the news until the volcano erupted. Uh, and it's a, it's, a, well, it's a pretty big deal, obviously, for Poland, because it was like a, 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 an earthquake in the country. And uh, there was a lot of... It's like, if the Polish president is going to crash somewhere, Russia is really not the best place, because every eye turns to Russia going like, what did you guys do? <laughs> and... Yeah, I saw that. I was like, you can't be seriously thinking that Russia shot down the Polish president. And people well, are actually thinking that. I was like, you got, you, I didn't don't say it. well. I mean... Uh, obviously, no, I no, one, no one was thinking it seriously, but you, you have a moment of pause, you know? It's the Russians. Uh, what was the name <laughs> of the place where, the, where they were going, where the plane crashed? I can't remember. It was the uh, place of uh, where Polish Captain. people died, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's that's the, the the other thing I wanted to add. Now I cannot remember the name of the place, but uh, they were going to a memorial um, to a kind of was not really a concentration camp, but were a place where a big uh, massacre of Polish people happened. Yeah. Um, so I, I have many Polish friends here, and one of the comments was, "Okay, this place doesn't stop taking the lives of Polish people and this yeah. kind of things." It's, it was very very sad. Actually, um, one of the assistants in my project, she's Polish, and, and she immediately left to her country to, to be with her family after this happened. Yeah, we're, we're joking around here in the show. We often, often take a, uh, a you know, light-hearted approach to the news, but obviously this was, when I say a big deal for Poland, I, I actually mean it was an important, sad event. They had uh, mm -hmm. several days of, uh, of uh, um, commemoration and mourning, and... With the, the, the freaking volcano, it turned out that most of the world leaders that should have gone to the, uh, uh, to the cer ceremonies couldn't. So it was even more, you know, unfortunate circumstances. And, uh, yes, the name of the place is Katyn. Right, uh, yes, absolutely. Also, the, the Katyn, I'm reading now from Wikipedia, the Katyn Massacre, also known as the Katyn Forest Massacre, was a mass murder of Polish nationals carried out by Soviet secret police in April nine, 1940. And they were going for the ceremonies where Russia was officially admitting to the event, if yes. I'm not mistaken. So. And I understood that, they were, that what I read from this is that the, the weather was bad for landing. The pilots didn't really, they recommended not to land, but there was the order from the president to land anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and you have like the president is, is in the cabin going like, I'm sorry, but I'm the president and you're going to land. We have to be at that ceremony. You, you can't not, you know, because it's a little bit windy. And so the, the, the pilot is like, sir, I'm sorry, we cannot land. And he's looking at you, and he's like, I'm the president, you're going to. What do you do? Obviously, you know that you shouldn't be landing, but it's not like it's a, you're certain that you can't. But Well, you're faced with the chance either to lose your job or lose your life. What do you choose? I thought, I thought it was the pilots that were pushing to land. Like, they were advised by air traffic controls and stuff, and they decided to go ahead and do it anyways. Yeah, I, I, I obviously I was being, uh, I, well, not obviously, but I should say I don't know that the president was saying you have to land the plane. I'm just imagining the situation oh. where, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I should have made this clear. I did, I did read bad. the article. 
that said that the the recommendation was not to land and the and mm. the order from the president was to land anyway. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So it's it is a pretty bad situation and obviously uh that's what but you know it led me to thinking uh what would happen if my president got in a uh in a in an accident like this and and died and i don't think we would have obviously it would be a, a you know a sad day for the country he's he's not very well liked so i'm sure a few people would make jokes in poor tastes and might even rejoice but uh, even if it was a sad day for the country i don't think it would be as you know as um devastating dev yeah thank thank you mohammed as devastating for the country for mm -hmm. the nation um so i don't know i guess he was he was really um important as a Ooh, i disagree a figure. yeah i disagree with you if any if any leader of a country dies it is very devastating for that country no matter who his opponents were and for poland specifically didn't he have his uh, cabinet there with him Yes, on the absolutely. Trip. Yeah. So they, so they lost a lot of high high position people within the country. They lost the whole load. That's very devastating. Yeah. Ninety people, yeah. I think, died. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It is. I mean, from the an infrastructure standpoint, it is. But I mean, emotionally, it was also uh, uh, very important to them. And and it got me to thinking that I don't think we have that. Uh, well, I know that we don't have that big national you know, sense, sense of, of pride of nationality in France. It would be a big deal, obviously, but we, we wouldn't, our hearts wouldn't bleed for the nation, which is the feeling I got from all the reports we had from, from, uh, from Poland. I, so. think, I, I think a big part of it, if the, probably the president had died on another plane crash unrelated to this massacre, but I think it, 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 it was really key here that it happened when they were already remembering the other massacre it happened mm. in Russia, it happened in this place so it all feed on each other on, on, one thing feed on each other and then that's how people <laughs> is reacting to this they are also yeah. expressing their their um, sadness for what happened before together with this you're right it makes sense um, I don't know I think you would be surprised Patrick if uh, yeah. something like that happened to the French president Maybe, yeah. It's um, possible, but... Um, it was very big news in Canada, too, because there's quite a uh, following in... Not a following. Um, there's a million Polish Canadians here. And... Uh, lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, they were obviously affected by the... Well, yeah, the there was a lot of... Like, a lot of interviews on the radio with different... Polish Canadians and and a lot of memorials in in all of the large cities around the country. Sure. What mm -hmm. what would happen if if uh, you're it's a prime minister in Canada, right? I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if he what what do you think would happen if he died in a plane crash? Would it be that you know dramatic? Well, uh, not dramatic. I am not exactly sure because the the political landscape in Canada is kind of divided right down the middle, and there's very I'm I. I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. It would be a wild card to me. It was same same for me, you know. I'm not saying it wouldn't be a big deal. I'm just saying it would everyone would probably go like, "Wow, holy crap, he he died in a plane accident." And then after, you know, 10 minutes would be like, "All right, what's on TV?" It's <laughs> it, it uh. wouldn't be like a, a I think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm mistaken. I do, however, have the impression that in the Middle East 
it would be uh, I'm very possibly completely mistaken, but in the Middle East, maybe in Qatar, and well, uh, what's the 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 system in Qatar? You have a monarchy. Yeah, monarchy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so obviously it would be ter- it would be terrible if the king died. Yeah, uh, and plus the whole the whole country loves him. Yeah. Like even the expatriates, so the whole, the whole entire country would be in mourning. So you mean there's there's a real um, uh, see I don't really know anything about Qatar. The 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 monarch is is genuinely loved by it, by his uh, people. Yeah, like even the expi- like the amount of Qataris in Qatar I believe is right around fifteen percent, and the rest is expatriates, and. Mm. Especially, you can see it on National Day. Uh, I hate to say it, but the expatriates are more... I see more patriotic acts by the uh, expatriates during National Day. Yeah. It's often the case, you know, when when you're away from your country, you might feel a little bit more emotional about about it. Yeah, and plus, like, all the things that he did. Like, the whole education city and... uh. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Tell us what (laughs) what else. I'm curious. Well, okay. The major, the major thing is him and his wife. They really built up Qatar to what it is now, and they. I know that uh, his the queen Sheikh Hamza. She's really, really involved in the education of uh, the kids, and it's just amazing to see what she did. She created this whole education city where we have major um, universities from the USA to come here, like uh, Georgetown, Carnegie Mellon, Texas A&M, and. You know, it's just, if we, I hate to say, like, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but if we lost them, I don't know what would happen. Hmm. Hey, uh, Mohammed, I know, I know you're, you're quite young. young. How, how old are you? I, you were, what, 16, 17 when you first came on the show? I'm 17 and a half now. Okay, so you're almost 18. Uh, you, you speak English that well because of education in Qatar, or you've spent a lot of time in the U.S.? I grew up in Manhattan. I went to oh, kindergarten in right. the United Nations school. Right. I think you told me about this. Um, it's, do do yep. other Qatari speak the English that well also? or? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you, well, I almost depends. heard uh, the of course here, which I take as an offense because <laughs> we French don't. But, it's uh, not that. It's just... <laughs> but because of the major population of expatriates, we're kind of forced to learn English to actually proceed with society here. Mm. But uh, there's uh, a bit of a divide. There's the kids who got in uh, the public education, and there's also the kids who have the private education. The private education, they have uh, a stronger English in the public education. This, they still have the English, but it's still the Arab accent within it. Okay. Hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I guess uh, the the reactions would be different if our leader would uh, would perish here um all right let's go let's go to uh, to julio for the uh last word on that topic um argentina i don't know why you know i love accents and i feel like i have <laughs> to speak in an accent that i can do if i say <laughs> a, a, a word and i know how ridiculous it must sound like i'm uh, what would happen in argentina i'm sorry so I'm not going to do that anymore. Argentina, you pronounce it pretty well. <laughs> Thank you. It's better than uh, me saying Argentina. Are you, oh, asking, are you asking how my country would react if uh, most of their government was gone in one day in a plane? I sense a humorous response here, but yes. 
No, no, it's sad. Actually, quite sad to say it, but I think there would be overall joy in the country. Really? Yes. We wow. hate our government. We have a we have a feeling in which we are governed by all people that don't want to retire and go away and and just give the the government to young to a younger people with maybe more energy. Um, we they are all a bunch of corrupted politicians if you want to get somewhere in the argentinian government you have to be corrupt first otherwise you don't get anywhere so it's the best which i always say it's like the french revolution <laughs> kill them all and then uh, and then maybe we, we can have a serious country so you, you realize that you guys are the one voting for for the people in power, yes right? yes i i realize that but the problem is that the vote is uh, uh, how you say when we, you have to do it it's um, mandatory so the vote is mandatory even, even if, if you don't want to vote you have to vote uh, none of the options are good enough none, no. you have no options that are good and also everyone votes no matter the level of education so uh, um, candidates use uh, uh, cheap uh, Right, rhetoric so and getting uh, yeah. votes. You know, um, the yeah. votes are not given by the people who are educated and have a degree. The votes are educated. Uh, the the votes uh, are the presidents are selected by the people who all they do all day is watch Big Brother. So what you're saying, and I do actually agree with you, is we should not let idiots vote. I I agree. We should just let people <laughs> who are uh, you know who at least have that kind of degree or uh, that kind of social standing. But then then go, that's, that's, that's tricky to say because... Then no, of course, I'm joking. Jeez, please, <laughs> no one... But everyone should I'm be able that. to vote, but <laughs> you're informed. You know, only yeah. if you are interested in that and you want to give your opinion. But not right. that you, I don't think it should be mandatory. I think it should be for everyone, but not mandatory. It, so everyone should have to go through a... Uh, you know politics course before voting like like in maybe like, like in the states um you know uh, now for the elections of obama they said that they had a record of people that who actually went to vote yeah um so yeah but you know what happens when when uh, you don't have to vote you get an, an incredible rate of uh, abstentionism well, in, that's, but that's 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 exactly what i'm saying if you don't yeah. have any candidate to vote you should not vote you can't if vote blank. Presents you, you should not vote. Why did everyone went to vote in the states for Obama? Because they found one person that gave them hope, that mm. they were identified with, and that they wanted to be president. In our cases, well, we don't want any of these bastards to be president, but we have mm. to choose one. <laughs> right. And now the they voted case. for they voted for Obama in the U.S. And now they have space lasers. So yeah. And and help. <laughs> And healthcare, yeah, that that <laughs> little thing too. That is. All right. Um, so I guess that's almost all I had. Uh, it was ash clouds and and Polish presidents. Uh, oh, there's there's um, Greece also. In the yeah. end, uh, Greece ended up getting money, and they were like, you know, we're just like building the plan in case we need it, and we were all, uh, we're not really sure, we want to give you lots of money, but all right, we'll just say what happens if you end up needing it, and uh, we'll see. So a couple of months later, <laughs> they're back, and they're like, you know what, that money that we were talking about, we need it. So, <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, obviously they can't do you know they can't do without the money but i think this the thing i said a, a couple of uh, episodes ago was we're not super happy about it because we've been giving we i i say we as the eu we've been giving them lots of money and they sort of uh you know they're very corrupt and they sort of eh, it's harsh to say stole it but they didn't do what they were supposed to do with it and now they're bankrupt and they want more And we we're between a rock and a hard place because if we don't give them the money, we're going to feel the economic uh, consequences. Uh, on the euro, the euro ha has already um, taken a, a small, well, not a dive, but it's lost some of its value, thus making my iPad more expensive, probably. Uh, and if we don't do something, that was a joke, by the way. You're invited to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> If, I did. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and if we don't give them the money, we're yeah. So we're going to be in a hard place to, uh, economically. If we do give them the money, we're giving them our money. So yeah, that was that. It wasn't the thing. Is it wasn't even that big of a story. A little bit, but we saw we saw it coming that so much that yeah, fine, whatever. Take the money. Well, it is an interesting story because there has been a lot of talk about bailouts in the past year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. I guess we're back to the bailout thing again. <laughs> yeah. Too big to fail. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Can you you guys in Qatar send us a few billions to help out? Uh, we'll we'll talk about it later. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess there isn't much to say about this. No, nothing to add. All right. No, not really. Okay, <laughs> fine. Greece, you sorry, dirty Greece. Greeks. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, oh, sorry, Mohammed, I didn't hear what you said. What? No, nah, never mind. Okay. Uh, what else? Do you guys have anything? <laughs> I, right now. Are we still local doing local stories? Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I had my Borka thing, but uh, any, anything, uh, okay. anything you want? Go ahead, Kelly. Um, well, I wasn't quite sure. I have two nerdy stories. <laughs> okay. Two serious stories. What what do you oh, want? Oh geez. Um let's do one serious and one nerdy <laughs> at the end. Okay. This, one of the serious ones is all political and boring, so I'll skip over that one. Um We like lobbyists political. and I I don't even know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, <laughs> the for the past, I don't know, four or five months there's been a really big issue in Canada over um what's being done with detainees in Afghanistan. Um, oh, did we lose Mohammed? It's fine. Keep going. We'll call um, him back. Uh, for, in the five years that the troops have been in Afghanistan, there's been a lot of controversy over what to do with the Taliban fighters once they've been captured. Um, so these are actual Taliban fighters, not people they pick up. And, suspected yeah. fighters, suspected insurgents, um, that type of thing. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm really nervous. <laughs> It's fine. Um, Go ahead. The, uh, so the, the problem is that once they get turned over to the Afghan authorities, the original arrangement was that they go to the U.S. and then they decided they didn't like that and then we turned them over to the Afghan um, prison. But turns out Afghanistan prisons don't treat their prisoners very well, which in Big turn surprise. has... Yeah, I know. But... Um, This has become a really big issue in Canada because human rights is 
very important to us over here in Canada. And um, it, are you meaning unlike in the U.S. or no, 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 okay. uh, as opposed to <laughs> uh, we think torture is very bad. <laughs> okay. And apparently it's a um, kind of a common practice in Afghan prisons. But okay. um, the problem is that it was reported a few times to uh, the government in Canada, and they ignored it and ignored it and just let it go. And finally, it's come out in the media. It's been an absolute firestorm. All people are talking about is the Afghan detainees and um, Canada being implicated in uh, war crimes of some kind because once the detainees were turned over to the Afghan prisons, they were mistreated. And mm. I really, I my, my personal opinion is I really, it's bothering me because the guys in Afghanistan are working really hard and they believe in what they're doing and creating a better future for the country. And all of this stuff is really distracting the, the general Canadian public and making them even more down on a war that wasn't very popular in the first place. Sure. Well, yeah, it is a difficult situation because it, in the case of, you know, Guantanamo, you take the, the, the Americans take them back to Guantanamo and it's their responsibility. But yeah. in the case of the Taliban's, in Afghanistan, if you do hand them over to... Well, I guess they're criminals in Afghanistan. They should be, you know, treated by the justice system in Afghanistan. How... Um, hmm, that's difficult. Yeah, it's a difficult situation. And I, like, I don't know... I don't really know what would have been the best course of action is to, to just hold them there. Um, Part of Canadians' job in Afghanistan right now is to train the Afghan National Army and the police to govern themselves and protect themselves from the insurgents. Um, so I, I'm, I don't know, yeah. it's a very difficult situation because... Well, you can't really, you know, if you arrest them in, in, in Afghanistan, you can't start building prisons to yeah. hold them. They, they have prisons. But yeah, it's, it, 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 it is a difficult you issue, but my... Them. I'm sorry? And what do you do with them once you've got them? And that's the yeah. way. Well, my my gut operate. feeling, my gut feeling is they are criminals in Afghanistan. They should be handled by the Afghan justice system. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that you know they might be tortured in prison, and mm -hmm. that is horrible. I'm not trying to say it it's could. not, but if you're in Afghanistan and you know you're going to be tortured if you you know go to prison. Don't do something yeah. that will land you in prison. If I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to anybody that might be listening that knows more, more about the situation. I've really tried to get read up on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very nervous about making a mistake and saying something stupid. Uh, we make but, mistakes uh, <laughs> all the time. It's me who's <laughs> running the show. But uh, the real issue here was that um, that we're implicating ourselves in their torture hmm. because, by turning them over to the Afghanis. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> that's the really big issue. And in Canada, the media is very much, oh my goodness, they were tortured and it's all, it's all our fault, our fault and yeah. we should never have done this and the government wasn't paying attention. And, um, and it's not a good thing, like definitely not, but I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I really don't like how they're really detracting from the purpose of us being there in the first place. To be honest, I, as much as I don't like, I, I think there's, it's, kind of the only sensible solution I see and I, I 
suppose it would distract the, the, the you know, because in my personal opinion, there, there are two wars, the Afghan one, which was the good one, and the uh, Iraqi one, which was the crappy one. And in the, the Afghan one, there is reason to be in Afghanistan and to help them. And and it is the the good fight, if there is such a thing as a good fight. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, But that being said, I sort of like that reaction to the torture thing, saying Mm. it's horrible and we shouldn't be implicated at all, a lot better than the one that they are having in the U.S. about Guantanamo, thinking, yeah, this is not really torture, you know, that's okay. It's just because if you really need the information, then you're going to have to torture people. Yeah. Uh, But the thing is, there wasn't information involved. They weren't torturing them to get information out of them. They were doing this because they were suspected insurgents. I don't, they may have been trying to get information from them. Sure, yeah. But it it seems like it's more of a general, you know, uh, way things go in in uh, in yeah. Afghanistan. It's horrible prisons where I mean, I don't want well, to go. There's a lot of cultural prison, practices but... in Afghanistan that aren't mm. that aren't yeah good in my, yeah. in my opinion. But um, yeah, well, pr- is torture is certainly not good anywhere. But like my hope is that in the end of this, they'll start. Um, you know, kind of impressing upon the Afghanistan justice system that this might not be the west, best way to go to be taken yeah. seriously by Western countries. Sure, yeah. I, I'm not sure it's going to make any, you know, I think they have still have a long way to go before it actually starts working, if you say this, but um, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to get, ooh, there's a phone ringing, and that's mine. <laughs> I'm going to mute it. Um, I'm I'm trying to uh, get Mohammed back online because I'd really have to I have... I think he has something to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have something to say. Mohammed, are you back? Yes. You I keep dropping off. I will murder my eyes. <laughs> say what you're going to say before you get stuck again. Yeah. Any Anything to say about these, uh, you know, Afghanistan, tel- uh, you know, the Taliban's being handed over to the uh, um, Af- Afghan uh, justice system and being tortured in, in their own prisons? Do you feel any kind of kinship with, with the, the, these, you know, uh, Afghan people who are also, no. of, you know? Okay, because that's a very look, clear if, if answer. <laughs> I, I don't show any kinship with any terrorist because it goes against this one to kill innocents. Sure, sure. No, I'm, obviously, I'm not saying with, uh, with, uh, with uh, you know, terrorists. I'm just saying kinship with... The, the, the people Afghani of, nation. Yeah, Afghani nation. It's, you know, it might be a little bit closer to the, the Middle East than it is to, to the Western world. So do you feel more, well, you know? I don't see that much. Like, a country-wise, Qatar doesn't show that much concept to uh, Afghanistan as it does to the um, uh, Ar- Arabian Peninsula. Because, mm. uh, uh, I don't know, we seem more connected with Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Kuwait than with Afghanistan, for example. Sure. But, well, yeah, it's closer. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So things like Taliban's being tortured in Afghani prisons, you don't really care. Oh, he he, he dropped off. <laughs> Julio is being very silent. I am still here. To wonder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he is. Torture, good, bad. I'm listening very carefully. Um, torture is bad, of course. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's tricky. You can't really do much. Uh, I, I agree with... Yes. With, you, you, you can't do anything else. What are you going to do? Take them to your own prisons in, in Canada? 
that's not really an option. You have to give them to their own, to their own government, and it's up to that yeah. government to do what they want. Yeah. Yeah, and May- the problem with that is uh, if they oppress the the people that are in power now, I feel that they are gonna let it out on the Taliban, for example. Like yeah. let all the past things that were done to them out on the Taliban. Mm. Yeah, so difficult, difficult situation. Um, all right, uh, Mohammed, you, there was uh, something you wanted to talk about, I think. Um, when in, you in local news. Sure. Yeah. Uh, wasn't uh, there something that I was going to talk about? Oh, uh, my nerd stories. We oh, can let, keep let's that keep that, that for. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep that one for the end. Too, too, you know. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. If if you have something before you drop off, Mohammed, go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, we have this thing here in Qatar called uh, the Doha Debates, which is uh, it's uh, part of BBC World. But uh, we have currently we have this issue of uh, it's it's where two sides argue uh, they debate over a topic, and the current topic is is Obama too weak? And um, let me see the topic exactly. I don't want to get it wrong, but uh, it is this is causing a some kind of controversy here. This is a debate yeah. in Qatar amongst Qatari. Well, okay. It says, is, Obama, is Barack Obama too weak to make peace in the Middle East? Ah, okay. And uh, it's by the interviewer, Tim Sebastian, uh, from BBC World News. And um, basically, what, they have free tickets for Qatari students to come in and sit down or any Qatari person living in Qatar to come and see this debate. And at the end, they vote for the... I suppose he was going to say they vote for the person who was the most convincing, but the internet decided otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he I, might be switching his internet connection after this. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. I think it's going to be hard to get it. My, last time he was dropping off also. Hmm. All right, let's, let's, see, let's see if we can get him back, and if we can't, we're going to go to... Uh, Julio, who was obviously uh, not prepared, so uh, I'm not sure you would have anything to to talk about specifically, Julio. I might surprise you. Ah, I like surprises. Yes. All right, go ahead, Mohammed, and finish up the story. <laughs> I'll talk quickly. Um, basically, what's happening here is uh, there is a controversy about people debating with each other right before the uh, before the actual debates about is he too weak or not. I used to see him as too weak to make peace because I see the U.S. as too weak to make peace in the Middle East. I mean, to really make peace, they have to um, be formidable against Israel and their settlements, and I don't see that happening. Well, they were... Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I, I don't want to get into the whole debate, but in, at this point, yes, Israel is being, very, is being very aggressive with their settlements, but it wasn't always the case, and even then it didn't work, so I'm not sure... Yeah, yeah, I mean, previous presidents uh, were kind of aggressive with Israel, and, but I don't see as the current administration having too much power over Israel. Hmm. So did you, did you guys like Obama at first, and now you're like, uh, not so much, or... Well, <laughs> sadly, the thing is, we had Sarah Palin on the other side, so we were kind of <laughs> funnel- funneled into Obama, I guess. Okay, so it but wasn't yeah, genuine was... love for 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 the guy. It was let's try to avoid. <laughs> no, no, there, there was there was love because we're like we 
people here in the Middle East, they associated, oh, John McCain is Republican, George Bush is Republican, John McCain is George Bush. Like, they think yeah. things like that. And they associated him with Bush, and that didn't go over too well. Sure. All right. But now what's your feeling towards Obama? I don't know. Like, uh, as making peace in the Middle East, I don't think it's possible for him to do it. But being uh, stronger in his own home court over in the Senate and Congress, I, I still think, I still see him as kind of weak because I, I follow what he does almost daily. But I really hope he becomes stronger with them. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot uh, of, I, I have to say, even in, uh, in France, uh, a lot of people thought that he was going to do a lot, and we, after a year, were like, hmm, well, yeah. it turns out, <laughs> not so much. Oh. Well, it takes well. a lot of time to get things done, especially... Well, now that that's... Yeah, now that the healthcare thing has gone through, at least he has that on his, you know, belt. He can and say, I did... a lot of healthcare. time and debate sure. and fighting. I mean, sure, I don't but know, like, it's only been a year. Well, sure, but there was a lot of, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, we could say, we, I was saying, there's a lot that he promised. Some of the things were not that incredibly, you know, I'm sure they take a lot of, of courage, but some of the things he could have done, like don't ask, don't tell. At some point, the Joint Chiefs were saying, don't ask, don't tell doesn't make sense. And everyone was like, we should repeal don't ask don't tell and still he didn't do anything about it so maybe he was trying to push for the the healthcare debate but there was a series of things that he promised and he didn't do and after a while you're like at least do one so i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know it seems to me that it would be very hard to get something done in a position and keep the general um support of the masses like the healthcare bill was not popular and he still got it done so yeah sure that's true but you know what's super easy sitting here he's sitting here and judging him so <laughs> that's what we're doing and we are no, experts but, right yeah exactly no but i agree obviously now that i guess now that he's gotten the healthcare bill done that's something that we can say well there you go he did that which you know five presidents tried to do be before him so I think that's great. Like, really, it is really hard to do something when you're in office and keep the support of the people that is not popular. Like, if if uh, if it doesn't work out and it starts out really badly, uh, he's not going to yeah. be voted in again. Like, it, it's going to be a disaster. I, well, we talked about this before, but I still think he was being a little bit soft. At some point, he should have gone like, all right, it's going to be... I mean, Bush did it. Bush was like, you don't like it? I think it's right. I'm going to do it. And and he had the uh maybe I'm I'm not sure but he he <laughs> did have the majority in the in the in the you know parliament. He he could have said we're going to do it like although there were the 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 annoying blue dog democrats and uh I don't know. Anyway, all right. Let let's not do the whole show about uh, about Obama. Julio, do you have something that is going to surprise me? Um I do have two stories. The first one will be very short, and it's for you to comment on another one of your podcasts. Uh, okay. It's local. Argentina, we won the Oscar. So Which Oscar? The Oscar to the foreign... Which Oscar? The Secret in the Eyes is an Argentinian movie, and we won the Oscar to the best foreign movie. 
and I congratulate oh, wow. you on that. And I dare you to redo it on your Mobilicious. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> there is a this with subtitles. I assume you did. Did you do Slum uh, Slum Dog Millionaire? Yeah. Not. Well, there uh, you go. So. Here's the next one for you. Which which one? What's the title again? Uh, the secret in their eyes. The secret in uh, your eyes. The secret in their eyes. In their eyes. Okay. The I will link it to eyes. you later. And El secreto de sus ojos. Exactamente. That's that's the name in Spanish. All right. Cool. Uh, I'll, so I'll, we'll do that at one point. That was number one. And number two is, um, well, again, it will be related to space, so Turkey kind of screw me there. <laughs> um, but uh, this one, uh, it's very close to me. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, the European Space Agency finally launched the, this satellite that I was working with called Cryosat. And mm -hmm. it kind of made it to the news everywhere here in Europe. Um, because it's a satellite that what it does, it measures the, the ice, the sea ice uh, in the poles and uh, in the Arctic and in the Antarctic. So it will give scientists um, better uh, or a unique set of data on which they can evaluate uh, global warming and uh, the, the poles melting. Um, so That's kind of exciting. It, it is, it is. It's a, there are other satellites that have done things like this before, um, but this one is specifically bit for this, and it can measure the height of uh, ice up to the centimeter. So To the centimeter? Yeah. Jeez, how do you do that? Uh, is it lasers no. again? Huh? No, no, this is, this is not even lasers. This is with a radar. It's, it's done with what? With a radar. Okay. Hmm. So anyway, um, that was it on my side, and I'm kind of proud of it because this is this was one of my satellites. I even went to 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 Russia for the launch. Remember? Yes. Oh, congratulations! Uh, That's exciting. So I, yeah, it's like the first time that I do something that actually makes it to the news. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what what did you do on that uh, on that? Uh, uh, I am the project controller. So you have a, let's put it in simple. You have a bunch of engineers who build the satellite. You have the project manager, who is a big senior guy who knows everything and gives the orders and organizes everything. And then you have me, the poor project controller that makes sure that you have everything under schedule and with the money that you need and that you get the income that you get and that you pay the cool. suppliers when they provide the big laser. Things Congratulations. Like that. So, do you get exciting. Did you get to, to like write something on the satellite on the side of it like uh, um, and I no, heart uh, mom or something? This the, <laughs> the launch happens in a in a what it what used to be a Russian military silo uh, where they used to have the nuclear heads there. Oh, so you mean you're you're anything Russian means you're too depressed to do anything if you go there. Uh, from my understanding. What do you mean? No, no, no. What no, I, I, again, I was trying to make a joke. Damn it! <laughs> what? <laughs> Depressing. In Russian, it's all gray. And, uh, oh, never mind. No, I love you, it Russians. Was, it was very exciting to be there, to be honest. Uh, but the, the point is that it, everything is very under control of the military. So it's not like I can just go where the satellite <laughs> is on top of the rocket and write something. It, <laughs> It's not like that. You, you, we are about eight kilometers away from the actual rocket when it launches. Mm. Um, um, but I, I know well, it was. That's no it, fun. 
I know it was well. Uh, I was uh, when we were building the satellite, and the satellite was still here in Europe. I uh, I did go to the clean room where they are making it, took pictures and everything. But I'm not going to write anything there. If then it fails and they find out, and it's my fault. <laughs> Come on. That, so there is no chance that you're going to send like a, a, a uh, an image of the Phidias Club in space. We can't really ask you to do that. Uh, 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 we, we can talk about it later. <laughs> All right. I, I, apparently, I'm going to have a lot of talking to do. So I know it was a bit self-emotional, but yeah, I'm kind of proud of it. So. Oh, are you kidding? Of course. I want to hear about this. Cool. Congratulations. This is very exciting. Thanks. One of our very own sent something in space. And it apparently wasn't a laser, so... Little bit of a uh, the laser we will launch it in 2012. I, I I I will let you know. Excellent. We'll have another party by then. Um, wait, wait. All right. 2012. Really? We've all seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, the laser will crash and just explode. Yeah. We will we will launch it in 2012 when we will point it at the uh, at the volcano with uh, unpronounceable name. And it's cryosat. So you can, it's, it has to do with, like, freezing things. It doesn't have a laser. It's going to have a freezing beam that yeah, you can freeze the volcano. Yeah, with a name like Cryosat, you would expect that it's a laser that from space can freeze something. Yeah. A tank there in the middle of the desert, you can freeze it. But no, sadly, we don't. All right. Work on that for, 2000, for the one for 2012, then. Or, you know, maybe the one after that. It might be short notice. And the, the ringing you're hearing is uh, me trying to ring up Mohammed again. It, he basically drops off every 30 seconds. You, you might have money, uh, dude, but you don't have a good ISP. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, I offended him on, on I that one. <laughs> I was like, uh, Islam, you can kind of ISP, make fun of, but problem. the internet... And today they came in to fix the... Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you, no. You, don't, you don't joke with the internet, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the problem is, they came in here to fix the phone, and... And there you go. They broke your yeah. internet. Uh, well, you have an angry phone call to get to, apparently, so let's close up the show. Let's close up the show with Kelly's nerd story. Now, every, if you were nervous before, the whole <laughs> closure, you know, conclusion of the show hinges of the, on the quality of your story. So oh, everything is on you, Kelly. And I'm a horrible storyteller. <laughs> I'm sure it's Okay, so... Um, about an hour and a half away from me, there is a small town, very small town. I'm talking like Hamlet. It's called Vulcan. <clears throat> what? And yeah, the the name of the town is called Vulcan. As and, in, I see where it's going. Obviously, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and okay, why? Um, so there was a uh, a parade there. Um, and Leonard Nimoy was in attendance. <laughs> he actually came to Vulcan this week, and uh, he celebrated the town's status as the official Star Trek capital of Canada. Wow. Uh, he said, I've been a Vulcan for 44 years, and it's about time I came home. <laughs> that, it what? It is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's pretty it's pretty good. I have to say yeah. I was I, I have to say Kelly I was like uh fighting really hard to not make jokes when you first said the name of the city. 
but no, I guess it went there anyway. It's as funny as it sounds. You can make as many yeah. jokes as you want. The, the entire town was in Starfleet outfits. <laughs> I'm we, not we, even kidding you at all. <laughs> we all know that Captain Kirk was uh, from Utah. Now we know that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that so the town so, has about 19... Like, it's a town of about 1,900 people. Um well, that's there's, not too small. There's a big, there's... huge model of a starship there, and it's been there forever. Like it's not just for his. Did thing. they name? Did they name the town before or off after Star Trek? Started? Actually, it was named by. I was just reading this. I thought it was interesting. Um, in 1915, somebody named it after the Roman god of fire, but the town mm. embraced the sci-fi connection. Right, because yeah, yeah there is another. Another, you know, behind the stupid Star Trek reference, there is something a little bit deeper yeah. in there. I so there's actually a comic have, yeah. expo in Calgary, which is quite close. Um, mm. And he was going to that as well. But he showed up and, yeah. Cool. So that's so, wait, nerd story Spock number is a, one. Spock is a Vulcan? Isn't he like, what's the other one? The other uh, kind uh, of... Romulan. Romul uh, no, not Romulan. The angry no, one. Spock ones. is a Vulcan. Okay. Well, Spock's I, Vulcan, then you have the Romulans that are like oh, yeah, Vulcans, but different. <laughs> but the angry ones, the ones that are super, like, feisty. Oh, the Klingons, jeez. Wow, I just lost, lost, like, 200 nerd points there. I don't I'm know not a Star Trek, Star Trek fan. but I have the thing in front of me. No. Uh, <laughs> their welcome plaque okay, is written well, in English, Vulcan, and Klingon. <laughs> before this becomes uh, a Star Trek uh, podcast... Yes. Sorry? He was saying before this becomes a Star Trek podcast, I think he w wanted to say something, but his ISP is not being cooperative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, we have you now, Mohammed. Go ahead. I guess I we don't. I don't All think right. He actually <laughs> <laughs> um, my, second, my second story well, is I'm not done. actually going to help that whole Star Trek thing. Um, we have something <laughs> in Canada called the Governor General, and they're basically a representative of the Queen. Okay, but and they please do don't of, tell me it's a Star Trek story again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now keep going. It's going to be fun. There is a, um, a Facebook group that has become very popular that is lobbying for William Shatner to become the next Governor General of Canada. <laughs> and this has been on the news for the last three days. About once a day they mention this and he's like, uh, I don't really have time to be governor general, but I guess I could be prime minister if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many people in the Facebook group? Uh, Eleven thousand. Oh, that's not. I thought you were going to say. Well, you are sort of twenty thousand in the whole country anyway. So. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Thirty million. Oh my goodness, that's like the population of Vancouver. <laughs> oh, how many are? How many Canadians? I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> I should know this. Yes, you should. Um, Google it. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to Wikipedia it. Canada. Canada. Yeah, there's a, a following that wants William Shatner to be the next um, Governor General of Canada because he is Canadian. That is very good to know. Now yeah. I can make fun of you guys for even more reasons. Yeah, I've just lost all credibility, unfortunately. <laughs> can I... Uh, yeah, but no, you know, I, hmm, I my point was 11,000 uh, is not that much. It's not that much, but it's uh, become a really popular news story. So. Mm. All right, let's just check the population of your <laughs> country. 
population. See its estimate, 34 million. It's not that much. I was right. I In was Canada? right about something on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed at the moment. Well, it, it doesn't, <laughs> you shouldn't be because you're, you allowed, you made me write about something. Oh. 34 million. I'm very proud of myself. Welcome. Thank you. My, my service has been served. <laughs> and I am also very happy that all of you guys could be on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you, Mohammed, for, for keeping uh, to try to be on the show. Uh, it was re really nice to talk to you again. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, e exactly the kind of reaction you should uh, get from your <laughs> ISP when you're going to tell them, are you insane? Uh, Julio, thank you also so much for being on uh, on such short notice. Actually, the notice was so short, it was given after the show had already started. So, Sure, and it was a pleasure as usual to, to be here. So, thanks, Patrick. And Kelly, thanks so much for being on after so much time, and I hope it's not going to be the last time. <laughs> Patrick, thank you very much for having me, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, sorry I brought too much Star Trek. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I, I, I'm, I'm sure the listeners will be very happy that you did. <laughs> um, any guys want to give uh, to pimp uh, stuff you do on the interwebs? Julio, do you have a secret space website you want to talk about? Uh, no, I just have my blog, julioaprea.com. Cool. Uh, I'm not doing much, to be honest, just photography these days. I'm pretty busy with other things but I'm not very <laughs> active yeah, right? you can link it yeah. cool okay oh, thank that, you. Didn't, that didn't sound very exciting though <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like man you built satellites with lasers on them yeah. it's okay yeah exactly okay uh, go there for very nice <laughs> <laughs> for nice pictures yeah, there are nice pictures my blog is boring and white I redid my blog a, a few weeks ago and uh, I did it like completely white, super simple. Like I, I was tired of all the complicated websites. And I think blogs are going back to something super simple. I don't even have an about page. I don't have anything. Just the articles and a few links to social media stuff. Anyway. But you do have a fan page now. Yeah, yes. I have a pan, fan page on, on But I think Facebook. people... Soliciting fans. <laughs> I think the, the other podcasters have made fun of this enough, right? <laughs> well, there's never enough fun, enough fun of the fact that I have a fan page. Although Facebook is not really doing fan pages anymore. It's sort of, you like me. If you sort of, well, okay, I've talked about this. Eh, I talked about this last, <laughs> last episode too, so never mind. Um, we do yes, like you, don't worry. We do like you. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So you can go to my fa uh, Facebook page also if you want to tell the world that you do. Kelly, what about you? I know you do a lot of uh, ex ex uh, ex yeah. What was I going to say? Extraordinary <laughs> work, extraordinary work on uh, on uh, images and pictures and stuff. Um, okay, well, you can find me at twitter.com/kishel. Uh, it's just pretty much my normal day-to-day -day babblings and here and there things that I'm up to. Um, I'm not really doing anything else on the oh. internet. I've got um, there's a link on my Twitter page to a website where I do photo retouching. And I do the Movielicious posters for the fine Movielicious podcast. If you guys don't know, if you guys listening don't know, Kishel is the one that uh, does all our po posters on the, the Movielicious, uh, the show where we talk about movies, as the name implies. Uh, she did all one the ones for... after the Harry Potter one. 
well, they're the best. The, the ones before <laughs> are really not up to the standard that you set. Um, I'm just teasing. And well, it's true. And uh, the last one with Kickass uh, really incited a huge amount of joy on both uh, Mark and uh, uh, Nicole's part. So it was absolutely wonderful. I'm sorry, I didn't know that Red Mist was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm fine with being the bad guy as long as I'm as I'm, you know, uh, <laughs> represented in a in a manly, powerful way. That's fine. You know, I was planning to skip this movie, and after uh, the last episode with your review, I'm so going to watch it tomorrow. There but, you go. That's I, the. Story. I really dismiss it. I thought it was something going uh, to be just a movie for kids. So we do serve a purpose after all. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thanks. Um, yeah, we, 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 you know, give uh, good advice to people who have been sending satellites in space. I'm going to talk about this on the next show. <laughs> okay. Um, Mohammed, anything you want to pimp? I saw you have a, a Twitter <laughs> account now. Hello? Oh, no. I don't, I don't really use the Twitter. I don't find any use for it. Ah, uh, okay. So no, nothing I'm, special. I'm here. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you, but there's some kind of a yeah. delay. <laughs> All right. So I guess you don't. Uh, you don't yeah, really there, have there's anything. There's a, a lag spike in there, but I'll try to plug in my Twitter account. Okay. Uh, well, if you if you want, well, we it's, can put uh, the circular squares. Uh, <laughs> it's wow. This is getting really difficult. There's some kind yeah, of a I'll delay. I'll type it, and then you can plug it in. <laughs> okay, it's circular circular squares, actually. Uh, I saw it uh, going by a few hours earlier. Um, all right, I guess that's going to be it for, for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. The next one is going to be uh, in May. Well, as usual, end of the month. You will uh, see us back then. Thanks so much for listening, and talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. sort of waiting for Mohammed to say goodbye to with the delay but <laughs> I apparently wasn't sure. yeah no goodbye <laughs> I was like was I supposed to I say goodbye phone, I'm sorry. Not sure. yeah yeah absolutely every, usually okay, everyone goodbye. says goodbye at the same time but oh there you go Julio go again okay fine fine let's wait goodbye <laughs> this podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network for more information about this and other shows visit frogpants.com Audio program so good, it's like you're there!